0: Have you been involved with the VA's electronic health record modernization program? I want to hear from you. Ping me at bleonard at politico.com. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. It's a busy day on Capitol Hill with HHS Secretary Javier Becerra set to testify before the Committee on Education and the Workforce this morning. The panel will also mark up legislation that would permanently make telehealth an accepted benefit. Outgoing CDC Director Rochelle Walensky will testify before the House Oversight Committee this morning on COVID-19 policy decisions, and the Energy and Commerce Committee will consider reauthorizing the Pandemic and All-Hazards Preparedness Act. Later this week, the FDA's independent advisors will discuss and recommend which strain of COVID should be included in the newest booster to be rolled out ahead of fall and winter. The FDA doesn't have to follow its advisors' recommendations, but it often does. The agency has said it would shift gears to prepare for annual COVID-19 shots as the virus becomes endemic. And advisors to the FDA have recommended the agency grant traditional approval to Alzheimer's drug, Lakembi. Catherine Ellen Foley is here to explain how this step might pave the way for more access to the drug.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So catch us up. What's the latest with the Alzheimer's drug, Lakembi?
1: You might have seen it back in the news a little bit last week because the FDA convened a meeting of its neurology drug experts. So it's an independent meeting of experts. And this group of experts voted unanimously. It was a small panel, just six panelists. But they all voted to recommend that the FDA grant this drug traditional approval.
0: How will this traditional approval change access for the drug? And how are patient groups reacting to this?
1: Great question. And it kind of all goes back to some of the drama and controversy that happened when the FDA granted accelerated approval to another drug called Adahelm. Bear with me as I walk you through this. So the FDA granted accelerated approval to this drug Adahelm back in 2021. And there was some mixed data in late stage trials over whether this drug actually improved patients who were taking it, whether it actually slowed down the progress of the disease. There were conflicting trial results. At that time, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services said, you know what, we're actually only going to cover drugs that work like Adahelm that target a specific protein in the brains of patients with Alzheimer's. We're actually only going to cover those drugs that receive accelerated approval for patients who are enrolled in a randomized clinical trial that the NIH has approved that's a pretty steep barrier for coverage access at home doesn't really take off because the data behind it aren't super encouraging. But iSci and Biogen, the companies that make Lakembi come along and they have this drug, which works very similarly. It's also targeting proteins in Alzheimer's patients brains called amyloid and its data looks a lot better. So iSci and Biogen asked FDA to grant Lakembi accelerated approval and it did in January. However, at that time, the companies had already gone ahead and conducted a another clinical trial what would count as this late stage randomized trial to show that lecanbi actually benefited patients in this late stage trial, whose results were published in December before Lakembi even got accelerated approval, data showed that Lakembi modestly slowed the progression of cognitive decline in patients living with Alzheimer's. So this had a lot of groups, including patient advocacy groups, up in arms because even when Lakembi was granted accelerated approval, Medicare was still only covering it for its beneficiaries that would be in a randomized control trial. And Eisai and Biogen said, hey, we already did this trial. We are no longer enrolling. That meant that for the first half of this year, the only way Medicare beneficiaries could access this drug is if they paid out of pocket and that's about $26,500 a year, which is going to be pretty expensive for anybody, let alone folks who are living on a fixed income. Also keep in mind, this is the second drug that has been granted approval for Alzheimer's to work in this particular way targeting proteins that, you know, are thought to cause the disease. And everything else that's been approved to treat Alzheimer's has been on the market for like 20 years. And it just sort of goes after the symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. It doesn't actually go at any of the hypothesized targets. All that is a long way to say that if the FDA grants Lakembi traditional approval, Medicare has said that it will broaden coverage for the drug for anybody who is enrolled in a patient registry, which is a way that doctors can keep track of patient outcomes over time. A lot of patient advocacy groups are thrilled with this news. They say, that's so great. This recommendation by the advisory committee is encouraging, even though it's not binding for the FDA. It sort of signals to us that the FDA will likely grant this drug traditional approval, which would broaden access. Now, a lot of groups would say this still isn't enough. The Department of Veterans Affairs, for example, covers the drug, covers Lakembi entirely for its beneficiaries already. And a lot of groups think we shouldn't even have to be a part of a clinical registry. But in general, patient advocacy groups are pretty thrilled.
0: And Why is CMS so focused on this particular class of drugs? And are there other types of candidates out there right now?
1: Yeah. And like I was saying before, it kind of goes back to this issue with Adahelm. You know, the data was really shaky on whether removing these amyloid proteins from patients' brains was actually going to be particularly helpful. And though it does seem to improve patients somewhat, researchers are now coming around to the idea that maybe there are other things we can target in the brains of patients with Alzheimer's. Maybe there are other factors that are leading to this progressive neurodegeneration, cognitive decline, dementia over time. So I was actually at the Bio International Convention up in Boston last week. And one of the things that a lot of folks I spoke with were talking about is these companies that are starting to go after neuroinflammation. So looking at other cells that are sort of part of the brain's innate immune system that seem to be getting agitated in ways that may not be helpful for the rest of the immune system. And so some neurologists are thinking targeting this neuroinflammation could be a way to treat Alzheimer's in tandem with some of these antibodies that go after amyloids specifically. So it's really exciting when we think that there could be a whole other class of Alzheimer's drugs that wouldn't have these restrictions, or maybe CMS could update its coverage determination, but we're not there yet.
0: What's next? What's the FDA deadline and what will happen then?
1: The FDA has less than a month to make a final decision on Lakembi, and at that time, on July 6th, at or before July 6th, we'll know for sure if Lakembi has been granted traditional approval. A lot of patient advocacy groups have been saying that because CMS has been so restrictive in its coverage of Lakembi, the agency needs to be prepared to immediately cover the drug for any beneficiary who wants it. So CMS has said previously, we're going to set up a patient registry, we're going to make it really easy for providers to use to limit that barrier to access as much as possible. So that's really what we'll be waiting to see is what does this registry actually look like and will it be ready by the time FDA makes a decision on the drug should it choose to approve the drug. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: And that's our show. Our music's by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. That's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.